0: Welcome to Childcare CRM the podcast. You're familiar with Childcare CRM the company, and hopefully you love using Childcare CRM the product. I'm your host, Sierra Rossing, and I serve as the content marketing manager at Childcare CRM. I am so excited for today's guest, uh, Lakeisha Namani. I've been following her for a while on Instagram, and maybe you have too. She's also known as the Early Childhood Boss. And she teaches early childhood leaders how to build high quality preschool programs so they can maximize profits, attract their ideal parents, and stand out in the educational community. So she does that by focusing on kindergarten readiness, teacher development, and licensing compliance. And today, we're going to be talking specifically about licensing and how to operate in licensing excellence. And she'll explain a little bit more about what that means, but I think you're going to really enjoy what uh, insights she has to share with us today. So stay tuned and get out your notebook because I was taking lots of notes during this discussion. And I think there's going to be a lot of really great takeaways that you want to keep track of and uh, refer back to later on. Hey, awesome. Thank you so much for joining me today.
1: Thank you so much for having me. Yeah.
0: And so I know you've got, you know, a bit of an audience of your own, but for our listeners who may not be familiar with you, I was hoping to go over kind of your background and how you got started in the childcare industry.
1: OK, so I've been in the childcare industry since my senior year in high school. It started off just by wanting the opportunity to leave high school early. And so there was a child care center that was located like next to the high school. So I was able to walk there. Um, didn't really think I would dig deep into the industry like I am. I went to school um, for mathematics education. Originally, I wanted to be an algebra teacher. Um, but then had a change of heart when I was in college, and I switched over to early childhood. And so I have been a pre-K teacher, I've been a kindergarten teacher, and i worked in all areas of childcare.
0: Wow, so I know that you currently own Laugh and Discover Early Learning, is that right?
1: Yes. Yeah, so
0: what is your, I mean, you mentioned that you've been a teacher in the past, what's your current role like with that organization?
1: Yes, yeah, so I am the director, Um, And I love to have a hands on feel. So because I'm a teacher at heart and that's what I went to school for, uh, I am heavy in the classrooms as far as assisting um, and connecting with my teachers. But for the most part, I am responsible for the management side of it. So I am there for the daily operations. Um, I do have an admin team in place to help me and to kind of free up some of my time. But I am there. You will see me either at the beginning of the day or at the end of the day.
0: Got it. Yeah, I feel like I hear that quite often. We're coming off the heels of the Child Care Success Summit, which was my first chance to really chat with people in person. And so many directors were just talking about how, you know, sometimes they're like driving the bus, sometimes they're cooking. So you definitely, you, you wear a lot of
1: hats. So you have to. And I feel like it's important as well because it keeps you at the forefront of me always being connected to my parents, to my teachers, to my administrators and my students by just being flexible like that. Yeah.
0: So given that you have so much going on, what kind of inspired you to add even more to your plate and add in you know, sharing the expertise that you've learned with other
1: people? So it really just comes from my experience. When I started off, oh, my goodness, I did not know what I was doing. I wasted so much time, so much money, um, so much energy, really trying to figure this out. Didn't really have guidance, didn't even really know who to seek. And so once I finally did figure it out and I'm not perfect, I'm still learning along the way. But I realized I was like, you know, I can be of help to others. I could save them money. I could save them the time, the tears, the energy. If they just knew some of the things that I went through, just sharing my mistakes with my clients helps to make them so much more successful in a shorter time period.
0: Yeah. Yeah. And so right now you're offering services as a and correct me if I'm wrong, as a child care business coach and consultant. Right? Yes, and I'm
1: also an early childhood trainer. So I do go in and I travel um, to provide teacher trainings as well.
0: So, so you mentioned that it was kind of difficult getting things started and um, getting off the ground. So I know that you have a lot of expertise in licensing, which I feel like is something that a lot of people, even well-established directors and owners do have trouble with, um, because I know licensing can be a little bit finicky and things change um so what is one piece of advice you give to someone who's starting out in the child care field right now
1: i would tell them to make sure that they're up to date with child care licensing standards they change and the whole thing may not change but a section may change at the most inconvenient time that you wasn't even prepared for so just making sure that you're updated so checking your emails because they send emails to you. So making sure they have a good email. Um, I always tell my clients as well to keep a current copy of the child care laws at your location, but then also save it on your phone because you have your phone more than anything so that you're able to reference it. So if I'm looking for a specific topic, or if you're looking for a specific topic, it's easier for you to click the Find on Phone feature and find exactly what you're looking for. So I would say know those child care license laws like the back of your hand.
0: Yeah. And for someone who is just getting started, kind of, um, you know, the basics here, where should they be looking for those licensing regulations? They should be looking, you know, federal level, state level? what? What does that look like
1: so they should be looking at the state level so you would just do a google search so i'm based in texas so texas child care licensing standards and that will be able to pull up and it will pull up the most current edition because that's also important that you update with the time but you'll do a google search and then it'll be there now let me tell you guys it is a long document um in some states it may be as long as 200 pages um in other states it may be only 50 pages so be prepared for the length of it but it has good information in there that keeps the kids safe yeah wow 200
0: pages oh my gosh i can't imagine i can't imagine sitting down to read 200 pages of licensing So what is, I mean, they, you know, you've Know you given that great advice, but what's the most important lesson you would say that you've learned
1: about licensing at this point? If you stay ready, you don't have to get ready. That's one of the things that I talk about. So I've worked in childcare centers before where we never followed rules, okay? And so when licenses came, now the expectation is that we perform and that we put on this show And that's hard to do when you're not following those rules every day. So one of the things that I made sure of when I became an owner is we're going to follow the rules every day. So if licensing decides to pop in today, we're ready. So training yourself and training your staff to understand that it's much easier to follow the rules when it's a habit. Just like you know how to walk, you know how to talk, you know how to eat, you know how to brush your teeth, you want you and your staff to have that level of understanding when it comes to the child care license laws as well.
0: And what kind of systems or you know even day to day processes do you use to stay in compliance?
1: Okay, so I have a lot of checklists. I love checklists. Create a checklist for everything so that way you don't have to continue to say the same thing. So, some of the things I'm doing is I am monitoring in the classroom frequently. So, we're doing license and mock inspections. When licensing comes, that shouldn't be the first time that you find out that your naps are out of order or that your bottles are out of order. So look back on your old licensing reports. When they come visit you, they give you a report of what they looked for and what they found. Use that as your guide and make your own for your center. So when I go in the classrooms, I'm looking for those things that I know that they're always looking for, okay? So that's one. Um, I also create a lot of spreadsheets So when it comes to keeping up with when their background check expires, when their CPR card expires, I make a spreadsheet of that. And then what I do is at the end of every month, I go check that spreadsheet to see what's coming up in the next month or two, whose CPR is getting ready to expire, whose background check is getting ready to expire. And then I go ahead and I I notify them, whether that's through a note or if that's through an email. But I make sure that I let them know, like, hey, like, I need you guys to take care of this also with uh trainings i know that's a big thing um keeping up with the mandated trainings of certain topics that the state wants you to talk about and so for me i at the beginning of every year i create a list and i say hey in the month of january we're going to learn about positive teacher interaction we're going to learn about child abuse and neglect so every january those are the topics that we're learning about whether that's me training them or me seeking out um just a different place for them to go have the trainings, whether it's a conference or an online webinar, I know that that's what we're supposed to be doing every January. So that helps to make sure that everyone has the folders um, that they're supposed to have um, and they're supposed to have the trainings. Mm-hmm. Um, Let's see. Also for the kids files, their immunization records and things like that. That was hard for me to keep up with. So one of the things I started doing is um, also putting all the kids names um, in order by their birthday on a master sheet and then I check in. So when it is. One to two months before their birthday, their parents get a a letter that says, hey, make an appointment for your child to visit their pediatrician, because I know for most birthdays, it's time for them to get new shots or even if they um even if they do not believe in getting vaccinations, but I know that some states do require them to have that affidavit. I like for the parents to update that as well, um, and that's just saying that you know they're saying for whatever their personal or religious reasons they don't believe in their child um, getting back, you know, getting vaccinated. Then this is the form that I'm requiring. But I'm very systematic, um, even when it comes to drills. So like the lockdown drills and the severe weather drills the fourth week of every month we run those drills it's nothing to think about it's just this is what we always do and then that just helps us to make sure that we are on track and it keeps our records clean
0: oh that's awesome i'm taking notes here because it's just so so much good stuff so going back you mentioned that um you keep spreadsheets when you know a staff's Uh, staff member's CPR um, or background check might expire. So I'm sure, you know, and you tell me, is that difficult to maybe sometimes manage and keep those staff members on track to get those certifications? And how do you kind of handle that?
1: So just giving them a head notice. So if I know that it's something that my staff is required to pay for like if they're required to pay for their own cpr then i'm going to give them a two-month notice because i don't know what their funds look like i don't know if they have the money for that but if it's something that i'm just responsible for then i just give myself a one-month notice and this just kind of puts it on my to-do list or my administrator's to-do list Um, but once you get in the hang of it it's 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 simple but you have to do the part to create that system. So if you say that at the third week of every month, you check the spreadsheet, then you wanna make sure that you do that. And you also wanna make sure that you have a system to update the spreadsheet, because you know, in this industry, we may be hiring and firing or they may resign all the time. So you wanna make sure also that new teacher that just started, you have a system to put them inside that spreadsheet as well. Yeah. Yeah, that,
0: uh, you know, along with something else that you mentioned was um, you talked about sending parent reminders about immunizations, which I've just got to say, like, from as a marketer, from a marketing standpoint, I think that is such a great way to kind of differentiate your center, but also build like a meaningful relationship with a family. Um, I think the, you know, sending out, like you mentioned, a postcard or something, an email saying, oh, you might want to take you know, Sarah to her pediatrician's office is something that I feel like could really build um, great, like family loyalty and keep them, you know, really engaged with your center. So I just wanted to highlight that a
1: little bit. Yes. And the parents appreciate it because they're like, oh, thank you. And, you know, is it a little extra work? Yes, it is. But if they don't turn in the immunization records on time, that'll be just your luck that the licensing inspector pops up And them not having that up to date record reflects on the owner and on the director, not on the parents. So you want to make sure that you are creating this. And like I said, for me, it just was easier to do it by their birthdays. Like that's something. Okay. We know like that's coming up. Boom. Parents know they can plan for it in advance. So giving them that two month, that one to two month notice Mm -hmm. as well. Yeah. So, I mean, clearly there's
0: a lot going on. You've got a lot of things to oversee. So how do you use um, technology to maintain licensing compliance at your center?
1: Okay. So let me tell you, I was not a fan of technology until 2020 came and forced my hand on technology. Um, And so some of the things that I've started implementing, like I didn't even know Google just included so much stuff. Like I only knew Gmail. I knew how to search for something on Google. I didn't know about Google suite and all the different things that they have to offer. So some of the things that um, I, I use for technology centers around Google. So, Google Docs, so me and my administrators can work on the documents um, together, Um, so it's an electronic and no matter where we are, we can access it. Also, the sheets, so the different um, spreadsheets, that's on the Google Sheet as well. Uh, We also house a lot of things in Google Drive, and we have different folders. So, if my assistant director needs to be able to notify a parent. There's a template of what to say. There may be something for her to print off. And so it helps us to be able to track it. Um, also with um, the spreadsheet, I also have a master copy of it in Excel and it turns colors. And so the way that it was formatted, um, it when it gets to red, that means you're running very close to you being out of compliance in this area. So then, you know, it's kind of like a visual. Um, So that helps tremendously. Um, Also, I have cameras um, in my center and that helps me maintain compliance as well because I'm watching the cameras so that I can see what's going on in the classroom and I'm able to hold my teachers accountable. Okay, Um, because they know that we're watching and it's not necessarily for a bad thing, but we're just being that extra set of eyes in that room so that if we see anything or we see a child getting ready to do something, we're able to buzz um, them um, as well. Uh, We also have this amazing walkie-talkie system that we use that allows us to communicate. Even if I'm not on campus, I can communicate to my teachers uh, via walkie-talkie. And this just helps to make sure that we're maintaining like that supervision. And when they go outside, um, they have this walkie-talkie with them so that they can communicate with us in case something happens. And then also, as they are... Exiting the building in and out, they're communicating through the walkie-talkie to us. So we know that they're leaving the building with the kids and they're returning the bu- returning in the building with the kids as well.
0: Yeah, and yeah, I mean as um Obviously, a Child Care CRM, we're big fans of technology and using that to make things easier. Um, So I'll do like a quick shameless plug here for just like two seconds about Child Care Forms because it's a newer product that we released that I feel like just goes so well with this topic for anyone who's interested. Um, But it's essentially online registration for your child care center and digitizes all the enrollment forms. So you can keep both... um, you know, digital copies that when you need to refer to something really quickly. Um, it also collects immunization records. So you have those digitally in case you misplace paper files. Um, so I just wanted to put that in there in case anyone's interested. I'll put a link to that below. So what would you say or why would you say it's so important to operate in licensing excellence specifically?
1: So I think it's important, not only so that you can get zero deficiencies, because that's important, too, and that makes you feel good, but also understanding that for all the rules that are located in the child care licensing standard, there's a reason why something happened to a child okay at some point that made them say hey this is going to be the rule for how you do x y and z so to follow the licensing standards and to operate in license and excellence allows you to keep the children safe and secure i tell my teachers all the time and even when i travel to train that if you teach the child that's a bonus if you play with the child that's a bonus But what that parent wants more than anything, they want to be able to drop their child off and they want to be able to pick their child back up. So the child's safety is number one. And so when you follow those licensing rules, you're holding yourself and you're holding your staff to those standards of what the law says you can and you cannot do. All right. And it's also very um, important that as a Child care owner, that you model the spirit of excellence. And so, what do I mean by that? I know that, you know, we love for people to enroll in our program. We love for kids to enroll in our program. But if you know that you don't have enough teachers to cover the amount of kids, you can, you should not enroll those students. Because if that teacher can only have 11 kids and you add two more and make it 13 and she's over, What you are telling her or him is it's okay to not follow the rules. Sometimes that that's what you're telling them. So just like the expectation is that they follow the rules all the time and do what they need to do, then you have to make sure that you're doing your part as the owner to model that spirit of license and excellence. Mm -hmm. Yeah.
0: So, what would you say to an owner that has maybe had um, a more negative experience with child care licensing?
1: Use it as a learning experience. Um, don't get so down on yourself because not all, but some child care license um, inspectors, they want to find something like they will not leave until they find something, not all, but some. And so understanding that operating in license and excellence does not mean that every single one of your reports will be zero. The goal is for you to have low to zero deficiencies, but most importantly, to learn from your experiences. So go pull up your old licensing reports, look to see what they keep citing you for. If, If you keep getting cited in your infant room, it's time for you to do some retraining in your infant room. If you keep getting cited for files, it's time for you to look at your organization systems. So use it as, um, a learning experience. Also, one of the things that I do as well, um, you can look online for a lot of states. The childcare licensing reports are available um, for everybody. So also look to see what maybe some of your neighbor centers are getting cited for. Because the way they do zoning, a lot of a lot of your neighbors, y'all share the same inspector. So it's important to know what maybe another center got cited for because it's possible that you never got cited for that before like i've had that experience before where i've been um in the industry for a while and i've never got cited for that but i was like okay i'll accept that citation but they won't come to my center anymore and cite me for that now that i know that that's how they ask that now that i know that's what they look for They caught me slipping once, but they won't catch me again. And that's just how you have to be able to maneuver when it comes to those negative experiences. And
0: what happens if if licensing writes you up or gives you a citation on something, but you don't necessarily agree with what they've found?
1: So you can appeal. A lot of childcare owners are not aware of this, or if they are aware of this, they're scared of this. And I want to tell you don't be, use your voice, all right? When the childcare licensing inspector is there, if you can, if you're able to, like if your staffing allows you to, follow that licensing inspector to see where they're going, to see what they see. Because you want to make sure that if they do write you up for something, you know exactly why, you know exactly what, and you can adjust at that moment. A lot of times for the appeals, you want to make sure that you're knowledgeable. So that's going back to the beginning where I said you should know the license and standards like the back of your hand. Don't allow them to write you up for something and they cannot explain. Or what I like to say is, can you show me where that's at in the license and standard? And if they can't show you where that's at, then sometimes what has been in my experience is it's not in the book as black and white. It's just an opinion that they formulated. But if they cannot pinpoint and show that to you, then you have grounds to appeal that. But when you appeal it, make sure that you have your facts. Make sure that you have like evidence to back it up. Okay. Um, so I'll give you an example. So I remember one time a licensed inspector came um, to my center and they cited me because they said a baby was sleep in the bouncer. Now, you know that for safety reasons, babies are not supposed to sleep in bouncers. But the way that the standard is written is if a child falls asleep, you are to move that baby as soon as possible. That as soon as possible to me is up for interpretation. The teacher that was in that classroom was nine months pregnant, okay? That was her as soon as possible that she could get to that baby. So for me, when I um, put in my appeal, she ended up going into labor literally the next day. That was just, uh, we didn't even expect that, but she did. So I was able to put that as part of my appeal process to say, hey, when that teacher noticed that that child was sleeping in bouncer, so she did get to them. And so having your facts, but I will tell you, okay, once you appeal, you're now in the limelight. So when you appeal, make sure that you continue to operate with license and excellence because they're gonna come back and inspect. They're gonna come back and investigate. So if you're only used to the licensing rep visiting you one time, just know that if you appeal, they may come visit you two or three times, okay? But I don't want my child care owners to be afraid of that, okay? I don't want you to allow that to silence you. If you truly in your heart feel like this citation or this deficiency was not warranted, then I want you to speak up and I want you to know that you can say something and make sure that you respond within the time limit. Um, So they'll say like seven days. I remember one time literally the licensing rep came one day before my wedding. OK, so on my honeymoon, I had no choice but to work on my honeymoon. Why? Because they don't care if they say you have these amount of days to respond. That's what they're expecting. Mm-hmm. Well, wow. Well, I definitely do not envy
0: your uh, position <laughs> it's very business, but I love those. I love those insights. I feel like that's something that, you know, the appeal process is something that I feel like definitely is not mentioned enough. And I I understand how you mentioned that it could be, um, you know, a little bit of a scary process in that. Yeah. Like you said, putting yourself out there, putting yourself maybe as a target a bit. Mm-hmm. Um, But I also think, yeah, I mean, standing up for, you know, what you feel was maybe not done the right way. Or if you feel like maybe you were not given a fair chance, I think is so important, especially in this industry for people who are starting out because it's a it's a competitive business. So,
1: yes, it is.
0: Well, I know that you do have some, you know, events or or maybe some resources that you can share with us and I think our audience would love to hear about those because this was not enough time to get all of your valuable information. So, can you share, you know, any any resources you may have available now?
1: Yes, so I do. Um, So I am the CEO of EC Boss Consulting. Um, I teach early childhood leaders how to build high-quality preschool programs by focusing on kindergarten readiness curriculum, teacher development, and licensing compliance. So one of my signature programs that I offer is the Early Childhood Boss Academy. And this just provides my curriculum from A to Z on how I run my preschool. So this is my checklist, my spreadsheets, Um, My documents, just everything that I talked about and more. This is all housed in the Early Childhood Boss Academy. And so when I created this, I wanted a resource for my child care directors and owners to have a simple way to run their business. I know that starting off, you may not have the funds to be able to sign up for all types of fancy softwares. That should be the goal because that will make your life so much easier when you automate it. But in the meantime, if you need to be able to do spreadsheets and checklists and things like that, you need a, you need a sample, you need a coach to speak to. And I like to be that. I like to be this down to earth coach that tells you exactly what you should expect. I don't mind, Giving my experiences and my mistakes because I learned from my mistakes, and it is my my hope that you learn from my mistakes as well. Um, I also offer consultations, so if you just need um, an ear. To listen, um, you have questions about just overall preschool management, I offer that. I love training. Training is my heart. So, because I was a teacher and I've missed teaching a little bit, um, I love doing teacher training where I can train your teachers, whether it's virtually or I can fly out um, to wherever you are and do a face to face training as well. So, thank you.
0: Awesome. Yes, I will make sure to link, put a link uh, to your website below for people to uh, be able to reach out for that consultation or get into the Academy program. Um, But awesome. And then also, can you just give a plug for where they can find
1: you on Instagram or Facebook? Yes. So you can find me on Instagram at the early childhood boss. Um, And this is where you can get live videos, um, relatable uh, reels where we'll talk about things that we think in our head as a childcare owner. Um, I also just give, like I said, a lot of resources. I also travel and so I put on there whenever I am going to be presenting live somewhere so that if it is in a city near you, you can stop by. Awesome, awesome. Well, I'll put links to all that below, but um, thank you so much for joining me today. Thank you so much for having me. I have enjoyed talking about licensing because it is a topic that's not talked about enough, but it's a very important and crucial topic for all child care owners and directors. Thanks so much for joining us. If you'd like to
0: learn more about Childcare CRM or Childcare forms, visit us online at childcarecrm.com and make sure to follow rate and review. So you'd never miss out on another episode.